This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is Views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. You're listening to the Views from Midstream podcast, your home for Carolina football talk across the interwebs. Rob Brown, Lonzo Wrightsell with you. Do us a favor and make sure that if you're listening to this and you haven't already done it, that you subscribe to the Views from Mint Street podcast wherever major podcasts are found on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on the Odyssey app for free by searching Views from Mint Street. And it turns out you can actually ask your smart speaker to play the Views from Mint Street podcast and your smart speaker will play the most recent episode for you. You don't even have to get out of your chair, ladies and gentlemen. We're just making life that much easier for you. All right, let's talk a little bit about Niners at Panthers, and let's take a look at who San Francisco is before we get there. Here are some numbers for you. San Francisco offensively is one of the better running teams in the National Football League at 135.3 yards on the ground per game. That is good for ninth in the National Football League through four weeks. Where the San Francisco 49ers have not been exceptional is the same spot where we have been not exceptional. That is through the air. 189.3 yards through the air, and that right now is good enough for 26th in the entire National Football League as it stands so far. So they are a team that can be taken advantage of by a ball-hawking defensive back, and I would certainly say that we have got some of those. They lost to the Bears back in week one. That was Justin Fields. Remember that game was in the rain. It was gross. It was sloppy. I don't hold that against them. They turned around and blew out the Seattle Seahawks by 20 in week two. They won that really ugly game, or excuse me, they lost that really ugly game to the Denver Broncos, uh, 11 to 10, the final score in week three. And then they blew out the LA Rams 24 to nine last Monday in a game that wasn't particularly close. This 49ers team though, just for the record, This 49ers team is predicated by their defense. Their defense is exceptional. Statistically speaking, defensively, they are the best team in the National Football League. They are allowing 234.5 yards per game. That is tied for best in the league. They are allowing less than 73 and a half rushing yards per game. That is second best in the league. They are allowing just 161.3 passing yards per game. Good for second best in the league. They have 15 sacks on the season. 
tied for second best in the league. They are allowing 32.7% of third down conversions, sixth in the league. They have six takeaways good for 12th. They are allowing 11.5 points per game. That is the standalone best in the league right now. All it comes down to, Lonzo, and again, we'll talk X's and O's in a minute, but all it comes down to is the Panther offense must be better this weekend or this game could get very ugly very quickly. Yeah, you know, I'm hearing you reading all this, and and yeah, the stats are really good, but who'd they play? Who'd, who'd they really play? I, I, I mean, yeah, the Rams. So I, I, I get the Rams. But everybody else, chances are you play against those most NFL teams play against the, the teams that you mentioned, your stats are going to be pumped up. They absolutely are. So when you play some pretty bad teams and you do really well, what does it really say about your team? I think that that and argument... They didn't, they didn't do really well either. I think that that argument holds water more at the college level, right? Like I've, I'm, I've got on in the background right now... Uh, the University of Florida playing Eastern Washington University, right? And Florida had a massive jump in statistics after that game because they were playing a team that just wasn't on their level. The National Football League, the parity, especially this year, and I read you those numbers a couple of of pods ago. Those numbers this year in the NFL show that the parity is as good as it has been in about 14 years of National Football League play. I would make the argument that the Broncos are not a bad foot. They're not great. Oh, come on. Come come on. The Broncos are horrible. Okay. They lost to the Broncos and the bears are not that good either. So there's the bears are good. So there's their stats are, their stats are inflated. They are. This San Francisco defense just, and and, and I don't, I don't use this argument very often because I don't love it. Right. Because I, I, I think it is, an argument but that is made by people who don't want to accept the reality about a team or the ra- uh, the reality that maybe there's not a good gauge of a team as they like, but I hate the phrase VI test, but I'm going to use it here. The 49er defense passes the eye test like by a lot. I don't care if you play the Texans 17 times in a row. Keeping opposing offenses to less than 162 passing yards in the NFL, where it is schemed to help quarterbacks get 200 yards a game, keeping every opposing offense you play to fewer than 161 passing yards per game is a spectacular number that is, is as of right now, threatening to be historically good. I'm not saying it's going to be that way all season. I'm not saying that at the end of the year, they're still going to have this ridiculous number in terms of yards per game allowed through the air being the fewest in the league. But right now, four weeks into the season, we don't play them in week 17. We play them in week five. And in week five, this defense is uh, for San Francisco is exceptional so far. All right. So, yes, maybe exceptional. Here's the problem, though. This is going to be more than likely a defensive game because – Carolina's strong point is their defense. San Francisco's strong point is their defense. I still maintain that San Francisco has played an easy schedule and it makes makes them look better than what they are. 
even though they've only won, what, two games? So, so they've won one game more than Carolina. I, I think we're so down on Carolina because, for one thing, we're rooting for them and we know they can do better, but it, it seems like they're worse than what they are and there's only been four games. That defense for San Francisco is going to be really good. Absolutely they are. But I don't think they're the Bears from history. I don't think they're, they're the Ravens from history. They're not the greatest defense of all time, is what I'm saying. They are beatable. They are beatable. They barely beat Denver. I uh, Again, I, I think at the end of the year, you are going to be a little bit surprised by Denver, but that's, a, that's another conversation for another pod right now. Um, listen, there, there's, there's only a few games this weekend that have, uh, Vegas saying that one team is favored by six or better. And we are one of them at home, a six and a half point underdog. Keep in mind that again, not for every game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But for many games, the home team is going to get three points by Vegas, meaning that they believe that the Niners are a full nine points of football, actually a full 10 points of football better than we are right now. And it's honestly, it's just hard for me to disagree with that. I don't want to like, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good, but it just feels like that is different right now. Now, again, if we're going to talk about easy schedule, let's keep in mind who we play. We play the Browns without Deshaun Watson. We played the New York Giants, who are another 500 team. We played the New Orleans Saints, who are atrocious. And we played the Arizona Cardinals, who frankly ain't that good, right? So so we haven't exactly played our murderer's row yet. That is literally starting this week. But if we're going by, well, the numbers are inflated based on uh, based on playing bad teams. Well, let's look at our defensive numbers then, shall we? Let's 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 keep that in contrast with what you just said. Total yards per game, 346. We're 18th in the league. Rushing yards per game, 134 a game. We're 25th in the league. Passing yards per game, 212. We are 12th in the league. Sacks, we have five. Good for 30th in the league. Third down efficiency, 39.1 third down efforts are uh, 39.1% of third down efforts are successful, 17th in the league. Takeaways, we have four of them. Tied for 21st in the league. Points per game, 21.3, good for 13th in the league. So if I follow your logic and go, yeah, their schedule made their stats inflated, well, then so does ours, and ours are very middle of the pack. And we both know our defense is better than those numbers suggest because our defense has had a lot asked of them, right? You go back last week, how many first downs did we have last week? Eight, seven, whatever it was. The defense is spending upwards of 60% of NFL play clock on the field. They're freaking exhausted, but the numbers are what they are right now because if they're exhausted and the numbers come down, that's still representative of what this team is. We can't just discount that. All right, so I agree. 
I, I agree with what you're saying, but at the, so so you're saying that Carolina's not very good, and and you're right, they're not very good at this moment. But San Francisco isn't that much better. That's my whole point. Yes, we both have both teams have played not the greatest schedule, but San Francisco, you are are, are putting them on a level of the better teams in the league, and they're not. That's all I'm saying. It's not like they're Kansas City or Philadelphia or or any number of NFC teams that, that are right up there with like one loss. They're not those guys. They absolutely are not. Yes, they have a good defense, and they have Debo Samuel. That's it. Uh, for the record, we should be able to say they're a good defense and they have Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. We ain't using CMC like they're using Debo. In fact, I go back to their Monday night game. I go back to that, what was it, a 57-yard screen pass for a touchdown to Debo, and I'm sitting there going, that play was incredibly well-designed, right? That play was incredibly well-designed because they knew that Debo needed a bit of separation, but that if he got that separation, they trusted him to be able to beat, who was it, Jalen Ramsey, one-on-one on the outside, and he did. He did everything he was supposed to do an exceptionally designed route for Debo, we ain't doing that. Well, I would give, for sure, San Francisco the advantage in coaching. With, without a doubt that they have the advantage in coaching. Uh, because, as you just pointed out, they know who their best player is on offense, and they designed a play to get him the ball so he can do what he does. Uh, Carolina could, could do the same thing. When they do that, when they get the hands in the, uh, the ball in the hands of their playmakers, especially CMC, good things happen. All right, let's do this. Uh, I want to look at the offensive numbers just a little bit more, and then after that we'll flip over and talk about what we need to do on Sunday to pull the the upset here. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be lined up as RB1 for this team on Sunday. Jeff Jeff Wilson Jr., pardon me, is averaging four and a half yards per attempt. He's got 255 rushing yards on 57 attempts and just one touchdown. The run threat in this game is actually Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, is the guy. I'll put it this way. Red, red zone conversions, they have got probably the most dangerous red red zone conversion team in the NFL between Debo, Juszczyk, and Kittle. They have got the most dangerous red zone conversion team, I believe, truly, in the entire National Football League right now. We have to keep them away from the red zone. This this has to be a team that you force into punts and you force into kicking field goals. They didn't get they get inside the 10. They're going to score probably a 70-72% clip. You can't let that happen, but you got to do that and be aware of Debo and the versatility. Now, we have not seen the 49ers utilize him as a running back the way that they did last year, and that benefits us just a little bit. But the key to this, though, defensively, based on who they are as an offense, is going to be create pressure on Garoppolo, force Garoppolo to get rid of the ball earlier because that's when he makes his mistakes. The defensive front seven has been good the last few weeks, but they have to be great on Sunday. I think the game plan actually works the same for for both teams. Both teams have one focus on offense uh, it, when they're on defense. So so the same works for the Panthers. 
that will work for for San Francisco. San Francisco just needs to shut down CMC and force Baker to throw. So Carolina, as you said, needs to shut down Debo if that's possible, and uh, force Garoppolo to throw. The defense has been able to do that a bunch. Last week, they were tired, as you pointed out, especially in that second half where it was, I think, if I recall, it was 2-1 to one as far as time of possession goes. And because of that, they're out there way too long. And even if you have a good rotation, guys are for sure going to get tired. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back on the offense whether they get time or not. I, uh, I don't think you can shut Debo down. But you can do some things that can Harry. Uh, you just got to tackle him. You've got to make sure that you gang tackle whenever he catches the ball, so he so he doesn't get that yard after catch thing. And you've got to do what you pointed out. You've got to put pressure on Garoppolo. And uh, also, uh, we don't do that very well. We do it some. When we do it, we do it real well because if Frankie Lubu gets back in there and can create some havoc. If, if Derek Brown gets back, it, we've got guys to do it. It just only happens sporadically. If they can do it continuously, the Panthers have a shot.